Weekdays, noon to 3 on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. Yes! Yes! And streaming live on ESPNNHradio.com. It's Christian and King. Third and final hour here is Christian and King, ESPN New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPNNH.com, streaming live on TuneIn as well. Good to have you with us here this week as we count down the days. Yes. Only a few shows left here. If you missed it, we announced at uh, 12 noon today that this week will be the final week of uh, Christian and King for, well, for the foreseeable, foreseeable future anyway. Right. Um, we uh, were told yesterday and uh, are announcing today that uh, at the end of this week, the powers that be here at ESPN New Hampshire will be putting the show and uh, all local programming, except for a handful, on a hiatus until the FM. Until they uh, go uh, convert to FM. Yes. From AM to FM, likely coming in April. Mm-hmm. And the cost and everything else involved in that, uh, they've been working on it for a while, but the final stage is the biggest one, and that's what they need to, to be able to do. Right. So. so in case you missed it at noon, uh, that's what's going on here with us. We will be doing shows for the rest of this week. Our last show will be on Friday. Uh, Jimmy Murphy's last show at the Stretch Run will be on Thursday. And uh, we will be keeping the Tuesday night, Friday night lights, uh, winter for FNL winter. Yep. The, and also um, a handful of shows on the weekend, though I don't know offhand which ones will be uh, staying. But during the week and in this time slot, as well as the three to six time slot, it will be going back to syndicated ESP, ESPN radio programming. So yep. that's our big announcement. Um, bittersweet. It's been a great five years. It's a tough way to see it all and a lot of mixed feelings here about this. But um, it is uh, it has been a, a great ride, a good ride. And uh, we've. You know, we've accomplished a lot here, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's no, been, it's been uh, great. It's been a lot of fun. So. It's been great. Um, it's going to be a fun week, rest of the week. Yes, I think so as well. Yeah. Uh, 603-883-9900 is your phone number, 883-9900. Our text line is 845-827-1250. And uh, you can find us on Twitter, me at Christian Arcan, Tom at Telegraph underscore Tom K. Um, wanted to touch on the Celtics and the Bruins, who were both uh, off last night and who both are on the road tonight. Celtics, big game tonight. Toronto Raptors. It is. Because basically, especially after you see the way the Eastern Conference is. No kidding. What's left? What's left in New York? You know, there's nothing else. I mean, nothing else in New York. New York's not going to get any better. So they're way down. Other teams aren't going to get any better. So Toronto and Boston, besides Cleveland, I mean, one of those two teams has got to be playing Cleveland in the, in the, NBA, in the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. You would think, unless barring injuries. Right. Or barring somebody getting really, really hot. You know? So I don't, I don't, you know. So this is a game, basically, for Toronto and Boston to see who can, you know, I mean, you know, it's a measuring stick. So, but it's just, I don't know, yeah, just. The NBA right now, it's just bad. Yeah. You know? Now, the Western Conference, it's funny. There's some entertaining moments there. I was watching, and, I, and I'm kicking myself because I shut it off mm-hmm. or ch- watched something else, Golden State and Memphis on Friday night. Right, yep. And that game was, Memphis was up by, down by 24. I said, I'm not going to watch this, you know? 
fall asleep. <laughs> and then the next morning, I find out Memphis wins in overtime. Yeah. So, you, you know. A great game. Yeah. I mean, and I missed it. You know, you, you just never know. But that's in the West. I don't think you see that in the East. Do you? I don't think so. These two teams, maybe. Toronto and Boston. Right. You know? <laughs> that's it. The Celtics can move into a tie for second place with Toronto if they beat them tonight. Mm-hmm. Toronto's twenty four and thirteen. The Celtics are twenty three and fourteen. And uh, <coughs> if that were to happen, you're still only a little bit up from like Atlanta in the middle of the pack. But they're they're starting to become real tiers now in the Eastern. Well, see, Conference. Atlanta's just basically traded their way out of it. Atlanta, Indiana, Charlotte, Chicago, the Wizards, the Bucks. You know, even the Pistons, I'll throw in there too. I think the Knicks are kind of on the outside. Oh, the Knicks, at this the Knicks point are, are, are because toast. they're completely falling apart. But they're right toast. now, yeah, it goes Cleveland at the top, Boston and Toronto are the next tier down, and then you got four or five teams sort of hovering down the bottom half of the Eastern Conference playoff oh. picture, and then it's everybody else. And it's not an impressive group. I mean, it really no. is. You know, no. You know, you hope this is a cycle in the NBA. I mean, look, it's going to be this way till LeBron retires. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, unless the Celtics make a major move, you know, a major. Unless they'd gotten Kevin Durant, unless they're able to pick up Anthony Davis. Yeah, unless they get Harden. a real bona fide superstar to go play there. Great kid from Milwaukee, Janis Santacampa, Tunko Nuko, or whatever. Yeah, his name is. you know, or... they got it. You know, unless they can make that kind of a move, you're not going to see. You're not going to see anything change. Mm-hmm. You know, Cleveland, they're. They're they're already. I mean, now LeBron wants a point guard. They'll get one. Somebody will trade it to him. It's a it's amazing. Yeah, you know, someone will trade him a point. I know somebody yeah. will. Atlanta traded him their shooter. True. You know why? I mean, even if Carver Carver isn't playing that well, why help out Cleveland? Why give them something they want? If you're in that Eastern Conference, you're not getting anything. Because what's the difference? A first round pick. <laughs> yeah. One of theirs. Yeah. The thirty-second overall pick. What? Yeah, what? Yeah, I mean, unless you use that to deal something, you know, throw as a throw-in. Yeah, because that deal. happens a lot in the NBA. Yeah, Big right, trades you know? the thir- out of the thirty-two spot. Good lord! Celtics couldn't a, trade out of the six. Give me a break! And now that they couldn't trade out of the three. They couldn't trade out of the three. I know it because everybody knew that. that but yeah, you know, Atlanta's going to start wheeling and dealing out of the yeah, thirty-two. Yeah, what, what? What are they? Yeah, you know, what, what are they thinking? I don't know. Kyle Korver's not that good, though. No, he's not. No, that's They true. may have wanted him, but, you know, it doesn't mean they were right. They wanted a shooter mean. because J.R. Smith's out. Mm-hmm. And he's out until April. Right. You know, so they wanted to, to make sure they had somebody that, you know, maybe they could go to to take some pressure off LeBron. Mm-hmm. You know? I wonder if J.R. Smith was jealous that the New York Giants got so much attention for not wearing shirts. Probably. You know? Because that's his thing. He's probably ticked off he wasn't on that boat. True. He you probably know? was on the boat somewhere, you know? Maybe. No, he has, dude's he, hanging out, doing dry. You know, Jr. is not. He can't be too far away, right? No, he can't. No, exactly. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, it's unbelievable. Anyway, uh, the Celtics tonight, big matchup for them. They're on a four-game winning streak. They've looked really good lately. Uh, it's 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 tough to ignore what they're doing right now. They're beating good teams. They're not beating everybody. I mean, they lost to Cleveland, and that was sort of considered in Cleveland. They only lost by six. But, you know, that game, they had a huge comeback at the end of that game. They right. almost, they couldn't quite get over the hump there. But, you know, they competed, and they and they showed Cleveland that they were not going to just roll over and get beat by them. Now, the Celtics have beaten Cleveland in years past with this with this team. They've, you know, they, they're one of those teams that plays up to their good competition but sometimes plays down to the bad ones. But they haven't been doing that, not over the course of this 
last 12 games. Well, like, like I said, this is all changed now. The, yeah. Everybody's outlook on the Celtics has now changed. I mean, Isaiah Thomas came back, established himself, reestablished himself, and has basically taken this team on his back, and that's the way they're playing. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, I think that all that talk motivated him. Yeah. You know, I think it really did. And look at the, look at the result. Look at the way they're playing. You know, they're, they've established themselves as the pre, you know, as the, you know, the, them, Toronto and Cleveland. But they are take, you know, they, they, they broke away from that pack of 500 teams mm-hmm. and, and did so in, 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 you know, you know, basically, uh, you know, that, you know, in a way that you could tell that they're a good team. Yeah. So we'll see. Avery Bradley will not play tonight. He has a strained Achilles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ed Lassert. Ed Lassert still the trainer of the Celtics. I did a story when Ed Lassert was hired by <laughs> by the Celtics because he's really? from up here. Like eighty four. Yeah, yeah, uh, 80, uh, 86. 86. Yep, he yeah. was from Hudson. <laughs> yeah, thirty one years later. I know. Still How about doing that? It. Yeah, I'm still doing it too. Yeah, right. <laughs> We're both in the same boat. Who's We're been both... around longer, Ed Lassert or Dante Scarnecchia? Scarnecchia there in the eighties. Yeah, it was eighty six. Oh, I don't know. That's a good because I didn't start covering until until eight, eight, seven or eight years later. Um, yeah, uh, let's see because Skarnecchia was with them under Ron Meyer, and then he left to go with Meyer to Indianapolis. Okay, all right. He joined the Patriots in nineteen eighty two. Yeah, left in eighty nine. Yes, and then came back in ninety one. Right, he left to go coach with Ron Meyer. Yeah. And then, uh, and then you know, came back. He's been an offensive line coach since 1970, California Western. <sighs> wow. 47 years he's been telling guys, you block him, you block him, you block him. Right, yeah, no kidding, huh? <laughs> you imagine I doing know. that for oh, 47 man. years. Oh, my Lord. And that's it. That's all he did. That's all he, he does. Yeah. He looked down. He's just offensive line coach, offensive line coach, offensive line coach. One year with the Patriots, he was a defensive assistant. But for the most part, he's just been an O-line coach the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> And look at the difference. I know. Look at the difference. It's incredible. Huge difference. It's incredible. Scary. Because mm-hmm. he, he's not going to be doing it. I mean, he retired once already. He's not going to be doing it forever. Right. You know? So it's really scary to know that your offensive line can't play that well unless they've got Dante Scarnacchia coach. <laughs> I mean, Guglielmo coached him. He was an assistant when they won the Super Bowl. Do you know that Dick McPherson got sick in 92 when Scarnacchia was the head coach for yes, a while? Yes, I do, because yeah. I was down there. Last eight I was, games I was of part, the year. I was partly down there then. Yeah. yeah, I did a few occasional games. Yeah. Uh, what's his face? McPherson had pretty much, I think, what I had. Oh, really? I think he, yeah, but a very, really bad he case. He had the Jimmy Murphy he had, he had to, have, Yeah, he had to have surgery and everything else, I think, okay. I'm pretty sure. So that was 92. He was the coach for the last eight games. Parcells comes in in 93 and 94. They make Skarnecki a special assistant. Yep. 95, he gets reassigned a defensive assistant. Parcells leaves the team. Pete Carroll's hired as coach. They call him the special teams coach. Carroll's last season with the Patriots, he became the offensive line coach again. Then Belichick came around, and he made him the assistant head coach slash offensive line coach until 2013. I remember. When he retired. I remember when the Patriots played Bill Parcells. For the first time mm. since he had left, the following year after they went to the Super Bowl. And Skarnecchia, after the game, is in the tunnel calling to Parcells to try to get... He didn't get his attention. He couldn't, get, he couldn't hear him to get his attention Yeah, and talk to him. Uh, I'll never forget that because that just... I mean, Skarnecchia, Skarnecchia really, 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 you know, embraced Bill Parcells. 
I think eventually he saw him that day. But yeah. but that was after the game. I'll never forget that. You could, you know, that was when you could get close enough to see all that stuff. <laughs> you know, yeah. it was in it was in the Meadowlands. It wasn't here. It was in the Meadowlands. So, um, yeah, you know, but he's he's uh, he's done a great. I mean, Marcus Cannon is the is the is the poster child for what Skarnecchia can do. That's it. You know, mm-hmm. that's amazing. Cannon was a stiff. I know. And everybody cringed when they found out that he would have to take a regular role after Volmer got hurt. I would have been okay with them cutting him after the way last season ended. Mm-hmm. I would have been okay with Marcus Cannon being released. Yep. That wouldn't have upset me if that had happened. And they started the year with so not only and Volmer did, and Ladry. Wasn't and he all, didn't he get named All-Pro? He got six All-Pro votes. Six All-Pro. Se- second team All-Pro. Right, so he got second team All-Pro, mm-hmm. and he got a new contract. Yep. You know? Yeah. Good Lord. I know. You know? Hope he leaves Dante Skarnecchia something in his will. You know? Because, boy, Skarnecchia <laughs> really did a job with him. Well, you yeah. Know? I mean, Skarnecchia is 100 years old and Marcus Cannon's 26, so. That's all right. Skarnecki who's, leave, who's leaving what and whose will now? Yeah, well, that's, oh, that's true. Yeah, you're you know? right. <laughs> Just thinking of, thinking of the it, math here involved. It's, yeah, that's <laughs> true. You know? Yes. But, uh, yeah, certainly owes him a lot. What a uh, what a tremendous turnaround. Uh. Absolutely tremendous. Unbelievable. Um, will the Patriots' uh, offensive line have any trouble with Jadavian Clowney, Whitney Merciless, and the rest of the uh, and the rest of that defense over there? Yeah, I think they'll have a. I think they'll have to battle that out a little bit. I think Brady will have to be a little mobile and tiptoe and tap dance around a little here and there. Mm-hmm. You know what? What disappointed me? Skarnecchia was the guy. He was the offensive line coach in '07. Yeah. He was the line coach in 2011. And in both of those games, the offense in 07, Justin yeah, the Tuck offensive just line just got ri- really bent Matt destroyed. Light over his knee and, uh, and spanked him for four <laughs> no, quarters. No and then kidding. later on, same thing happened. I mean, the the O line they couldn't stop the Giants uh, the Giants pass rushers. And then with the Guglielmo, same thing happened. And again, I mean, listen, Dante Scarnecchia did a magnificent job. Right, with got them through the regular year. season. But now he's it's... been there at the end when this team fell apart because they couldn't oh, block sure. anybody. Oh yeah, no, okay? no, no. it's happened before. It's ha- no, it has right. definitely, no doubt about it. You know, but the, but the fact that they got through the regular season, and the thing is, is they had five five guys that never wavered from it. Right. You know, the year before they were filling gaps and holes and trying to settle on guys, and they had injuries here at left and right. And it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Last year, yeah, last year they had Brian Stork go play tackle. They had Adrian Waddle was the swing tackle. Cameron oh Fleming, and you know all these guys. Waddle, they you don't even to... see Waddle's inactive every game. Yeah. You know? And he's still on the team. Yeah, he is. Yeah, no, well, they have to. They had to need the depth. Right. You he know? never plays. No, he's inactive. Yeah. A lot of. I mean, I've been typed his name every Sunday when I've been down there. It has been Solder, Tooney, Andrews, Mason, Cannon. That's it. All yeah. year. Yeah. And they have been stalwarts. Right. They're always they're always healthy and they always play at an elite level. I it's mean, they've a, been doing it all season. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. But you know now the playoffs start. We'll see. I mean, they, you know who knows what they're, who they're going to have to face the following week. With all the talk about how great Oakland's offensive line is and how great Dallas is, is I think New England's is almost underrated. If that makes any sense, it's underrated because a lot a lot of guys know who they are mm. because Tooney's a rookie. Cannon has been you know David nobody. Andrews is a is a undrafted he was, he was rookie, undrafted last, rookie year. last year. Right, exactly. You know Mason is Jack a second Mason year player right. who plays guard. So right. I mean, it's, Solder you know, everybody knows right. You know, but I mean, this is this is an offense. Canon, everyone knows. Yeah, now. I wrote about it today. Yeah. I wrote about why have they been 
able to basically do a lot of the things they've done. And it's because of your offensive line. Because your offensive line is able to allow Brady to only throw two picks because he doesn't have the duress. Mm-hmm. It's allowed the Patriots to have a 1,000-yard rusher and run the ball well in the red zone. Right. And I'm going to take it a step further. It's allowed them to have a decent defense because that defense isn't on the field as much. True. So you get an offensive line that really plays well. And it can do all those things for your football team. That's why I think it's the most important part of any football team. If you look up and down the depth chart, you will notice that this year's Patriots team, there hasn't been a lot of mixing and matching at any position other than linebacker. That's about it. Right, because they, linebacker, made, a, they you, made a trade. Yeah. You know, they traded their, linebacker, their best linebacker, theoretically, away. There's been a real rotation right. with Roberts and uh, Van and Noy had high, and McClellan. Yeah, Hightower hurt early Hightower, on. Hightower, right. yeah. You know, so, Nikovich, yeah. even, you consider him. He's a linebacker. <laughs> he was, out for, you know, he's he was out for four weeks. So. Right. right. So there's been a real sort of rotation with those guys. Yep. The secondary, though? Secondary's been Butler, Chung, McCordy, Ryan, and that's about it. You don't see Deron Harmon hardly ever. Uh, and when you see, you know, a dime situation, you might see Jones or um, uh, Jonathan Jones or Cyrus Jones, either one of them, I guess. Uh, Jonathan out there. Jones you'll see here and there. Here and there. Yeah. That's it. That's it. But no, that's, no. that's normal. I mean, it's, it's really those four guys yep. plus one. The defensive line has pretty much been the same four guys. It's been Long, Branch, Brown, and Flowers this whole time. You know, you haven't really seen much of uh, – well, I guess Jabal Sheard, too, but you haven't seen much of Vince Valentine or Geno Grissom or any of the other uh, D linemen. Offensive line been all the same guys. And wide receiver and tight end, they've had this sort of. You know, when you see guys those guys. Injuries, but that's it. You see those guys when you're playing, you know, really bad teams towards the end of the year mm-hmm. and the games don't mean as much. That's when you see And those in the guys. preseason. Right. That's in the it. preseason, right. But exactly. in the past, it seems like you've seen a lot more mixing and matching out of necessity. Because they've had more injuries in the past. This is one of their healthier years. Yeah. And they've lost Gronkowski. Right. You know, I right. mean, you know. and Sebastian Vollmer. Right. Both of those guys Vollmer are early, the year. Vollmer early, Gronkowski later. Yeah. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. I think it is. Yep. So, but again, a lot of the reasons they've been able to do that, offensive line. Certainly. And what yeah. a great season they've but put what together. what killed me that night when they Houston played them is they were going against Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> and... Osweiler looked horrible. You had an offensive, his head coach knows this team better than anybody, mm-hmm. or, what, or should know this team, and couldn't figure out what to do. You know, his game plan stunk. I know. And the defensive coordinator, Romeo Cornell, who should really know these guys better than anybody. And his defense couldn't stop a rookie third string quarterback. Right. That passing, from running, from anything. That, to me, was just brutal. Absolutely brutal. If they couldn't, and that's what everyone's going to keep saying, if they couldn't beat Jacoby Brissett. How are they going to beat Brady? How are they going to beat Tom Brady? It's not going to happen. You know? Except to say this. Bill O'Brien knows Tom Brady. Right. Doesn't mean he can stop Tom Brady, but it means he knows Tom Brady. Right. He knows what Tom Brady does, what he tends to do, what he likes to do, what his tendencies are, that sort of thing. More so than he knows anything about Jacoby Brissett. No one knew anything about Jacoby right. Brissett. And that probably was part of it, too, because there, Brissett was the unknown, and the unknown beat him. Right. But still, you lose 27 to nothing. Jacoby Brissett also didn't prevent Brock Osweiler from getting into field goal range. Oh, God. You know? He didn't, you get, lose he didn't get into field goal range. 27 
to nothing. I watched, like I said, I watched what he was doing. He was just dinking and dunking and throwing the ball to people who were two feet away. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't, you know, they were tackled right away. Yeah. It was awful. It was he a could, bad game. He can't throw the ball downfield. And if he does, it's in the other team's hands. The over-under on interceptions for Saturday night should be three. Three for him or three for the game? Uh, for, for Osweiler. Okay. I'd say three. Over-under. Three. And I'd go with I'd go, yeah, I'd go with the over. I mean, not the over, but I'd say well, they are. Right, we'll put it at two, and I'd go with the over. This game was in week four. The Texans already had amassed nine sacks by the time that game. They had been averaging about three sacks a game. I, they didn't touch. They didn't touch. They didn't touch, touch them. No. Brissett was Brissett fine. ran for a touchdown. Yeah, twenty-seven yard. Yeah, touchdown. twenty-seven yard. He ran. It was the only touchdown of the game. Mm-hmm. I think. Wasn't it? No, they had another one. That's right. They had another one. That was uh, Blunt had Blunt had a couple. Yes, scores. Blunt had two TD runs. I think. Mm-hmm. And they got Jamie Collins runs. had an interception in that game. Yep. Yeah. Osw- or, uh, Blunt had uh, 105 yards, two touchdowns, including a 41-yarder in the fourth quarter. The Patriots should steamroll this team. You know, they should steamroll him. Forget about J.J. why he was in the game, whatever. I mean, that's, you know, th- th- there's, a, there's a psychological aspect to this, right. too. Right, The Houston Texans have never stood a chance at, at Foxborough. Oh, they're one and seven and oh f- oh and four, I think, here. One and seven I can't overall. Remember. What game did they win? Uh they won one in Houston. Okay. Yeah. They've never won in New England. No. Yeah. Never. No. And they've never come close. No. Especially not in the postseason. No, and and, and and it it goes back to uh it goes back to that game, you know, uh, the two games in, in two thousand twelve. Mm-hmm. Where they were just, you know, horrendous. Where, you know, the varsity jackets, you know? Yeah. When Kubiak had them all wear varsity jackets on yeah. the, and they took a train. You they know, looked, I don't know. They looked pretty cool, I thought. Oh, my God. It was stupid. <laughs> you know? So, and then they got they got toasted. It was a Monday night game. Mm-hmm. And I believe that was their first loss. They were they came in unbeaten. Yes, that was their first yep. loss of the year. And they were, and they were toasted. And then they came back, uh, you know, six weeks later. And played it in the divisional round, and they also fumbled two kickoff returns in that game. Oh, they were awful. Yeah, yeah exactly. But the, the which probably won't happen again. But what happened in those games? Basically, the New England Patriots exposed Matt Schaub and basically devalued him for the rest of his career. Yeah, because he was the cat's meow at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he was the quarterback in Houston. He was quarterbacking an unbeaten team. He was having a decent year. No one thought he was really that bad, and he looked horrendous in two straight games against the Patriots. Yes, he did. And that he never regained any kind of stature again. And now he's a backup somewhere. Now he's uh, Matt Ryan's backup. Yep. Yeah, over yep. in Atlanta. Yep. Uh, 603-883-9900. That's your phone number, 883-9900. Quick break. We're back after this. It's Christian and King. <laughs> Listen live or watch the show live streaming on our Facebook at ESPN New Hampshire. Map out adventure your whole family will always remember. Disney on Ice presents Passport to Adventure. Journey across the African plains with Simba, Timon, and Pumbaa. Fly off to Neverland with Peter Pan and Tinkerbell. Explore the underwater world of Ariel, Flounder, and Sebastian. And trek through Arendelle with Anna, Elsa, and Olaf from Disney's Frozen. The journey begins in your hometown. Playing January 26th through 29th at SNHU Arena in Manchester. Tickets are on sale now. Visit DisneyOnIce.com today. 
You feel like you've been benched or sent down to the minors? Are you paying the correct amount of child support? Let a team of experts help you out. That team is Bardis Law. There is nothing more important in your life than your kids. You wouldn't cut corners for them? Don't cut corners on your legal representation. Don't show up without your starters. Going to court without an attorney is like playing without a coach and without a playbook. Let Bardis Law get you back in the huddle so we can call the play. Call Bardis Law at 603-420-8588 or visit www.bardislaw.com. The Sports Blast, Saturday afternoons from 11 to 2, right here on ESPN, New Hampshire. Well, okay, mister, I don't want Chris Sale because I don't want to give up you on Mankata. Oh! Uh, that was before I saw Mankata in person, and he struck out every single game of his career. Happy holidays. You didn't want to give up you on Mankata. I went back. You know, we're always saying we're going to pull the tape, we're going to pull the tape. I pulled the tape, and both of you guys did not want to give up you Play on Play the Mankata. audio, Brian. We don't actually we don't have it. Yeah, oh, we did. We did. <laughs> the Sports Blast, Saturday afternoons from 11 to 2, right here on ESPN, New Hampshire. TrySofi.com is the smart, easy way to save money on your student loans. Now they want you to know about the smart, easy way to save money on your credit card debt. That's with a TrySofi.com personal loan. If you're hardworking, in a good job, and have great credit, but you have credit card debt, a TrySofi.com personal loan with their low fixed rates and no fees is the smart alternative to credit cards. The national average interest rate on credit cards is over 15%. In most cases, you can cut your interest rate in half with SoFi. Find out how much you can save by going to TrySofi.com. That's T-R-Y-S-O-F-I.com. SoFi lends up to $100,000. Checking your rate will not affect your credit score. Go to TrySofi.com. That's T-R-Y-S-O-F-I.com for low fixed rate personal loans with no application or origination fees. Terms, conditions, and state restrictions apply. California Finance Lender Law License Number 6054612. NMLS Number 1121636. Outdoor Almanac. Brought to you by New Hampshire Fishing Games Wildlife Journal. When I think of my youth, I remember a stage of life that's vibrant and full of possibility. The same is true for our forests. A young forest is a light-filled place rich with quickly growing trees, shrubs, wildflowers, and other plants. It may look unruly, but it provides food and shelter for a wide variety of creatures, many of whose numbers have declined in recent decades. In the past, wildfires and flooding created this young forest habitat by creating openings for fresh new growth. Today, we have largely controlled those natural processes. The responsibility now falls on us to make enough new young forests so wildlife can thrive. Timber harvests, prescribed fires, and mowing can renew middle-aged woods, making them younger and more vital. Do your part by supporting young forest projects on public and private land. Become a well-informed wildlife advocate. Outdoor Almanac is brought to you by New Hampshire Fish and Game's Wildlife Journal, the magazine for people with outside interests. Hi, I'm Tim Daly. If you're over 50, like me, you know that we all need to be more aware of our health. Take pneumococcal pneumonia, for example. It's a serious lung disease that can be spread when people cough or sneeze. My mom had it. Now, it won't always happen this way, but for my mom, it was serious enough that she was in the hospital for over a week. She had difficulty breathing, was really weak, and had a terrible cough. Some adults think they're too active or healthy to get sick. But as we age, our immune system weakens, putting us at greater risk. It may surprise you, but it's estimated a quarter million Americans over 50 are hospitalized each year because of pneumococcal pneumonia. If you're over 50, talk to your doctor about your risk for pneumococcal pneumonia and see if you're up to date on your vaccinations. Learn more at www.whoknew.com. That's www.whopneu.com. This message is brought to you by the American Lung Association in partnership with Pfizer. Hi, I'm... 
There are over 23 million Americans in recovery from substance use disorders. Recovery is a reality. Last year in New Hampshire, there were 300 deaths resulting from opiate overdose, far surpassing the death from car accidents. There is much work to do in our communities. Take the first step and reach out to Hope for New Hampshire Recovery and connect with the resources you need today to achieve your goals. For more information or to get involved, please visit recoverynh.org or call 603-935-7524. We've got it all here on ESPN, on ESPN, New Hampshire. Back here, Christian and King, ESPN New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPNNH.com. Also streaming on TuneIn. Good to have you with us here this afternoon. We'll spend the better part of the week uh, going more over the Patriots and the Texans. In the meantime, while we have a little bit of uh, bonus coverage here today, I do want to get into the Bruins. Well, uh, two all-star players. Yes. Marshawn and Rask. Yeah. Um, Marshant, huh? Marshant. And what about Pasternak? Came back from the injury, not the same. That's why. Right. I would imagine. Right. Still. Yeah. He's, he's, he's had a bored. better season even with, with than that Marchand. than Marchand. Had. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Brad Marchand has 13 goals, 22 assists. Pasternak, 19 and 9. So it's fewer total points. But those 19 goals in 36 games was they pretty impressive. Team afloat. Yeah. It's the reason this team's still the second in their division, which is ridiculous. 47. Yeah. Here's the thing. With this, this, I mean, you, I said it yesterday. You do not want to finish below third place in this division. Because mm-hmm. if you do, you're not getting in. Because the wild cards are coming out of the, out, out of the Metropolitan. Yeah. There's too many good teams over there. You know? And so the teams you're beating out right now are, you know, Florida, Tampa. Toronto, and Tampa. Tampa's mm-hmm. right now is at 500. Right. You know what happened to Detroit? I don't know. Where did they? They, they just disappeared. Fell off the map. They're worse than Buffalo now. I know they have just disappeared. You know, it's just uh, there's probably a coaching fire and waiting to happen there. They haven't been the same since. Another team that can't win at home, right? They're seven ten and three at, at home, and actually are above five hundred on the road. They're ten eight and two yeah. on the road. Not unlike your Boston Bruins, right. who are nine and ten at home and twelve yeah. seven and five on the road. Twelve seven and five on the road with two road games this week, right? Mm-hmm. St. Louis and where's the other one? And uh, Nashville. Nashville, yep. Team that was a lot better last year. Yes. And this year looked like they were going to be good, and then Subban got hurt, and well, there you go. You know, so that's you know, this is, yeah, you know, I mean. Just keep winning. Just try to keep winning, Bruins, and then don't worry about where everybody else is, but make sure you you finish in the top three in that division. Because mm-hmm. if you don't, you're not making it. Yeah. Bagus' first game in St- back in St. Louis. Yep, that'll mm-hmm. be interesting. Yep. He's a very popular player there. He was. Very popular. They were not he'll happy. Get a, he'll get a big ovation. They will. They were not happy when he left. Mm. Yeah. So that should be pretty good. But you know, again, it's if they were out of the playoffs right now, which you think with their record they should be, you know. Yeah. But this is this year, not last year. Twenty-one, seventeen, and five is yeah, not impressive. You know, if they were out of the playoffs right now, boy, they, the the vultures would be flying all around Claude Julian. 
They would. Rightfully so. They lose four four in a row, they're going to be in trouble. Mm -hmm. You know? So. The thing is, I look at their schedule, and it's not... It's tough to predict. Yeah, it's tough to predict. Because they don't beat necessarily some group of teams and lose to the good team. You know, they beat the good team sometimes. They lose to the bad team. There's no consistency here. Not at all. That's what you have from a 21-17 and team. You win one, lose one, win one, lose one. Yeah. They beat Buffalo twice in that weekend last they've, week. They, yeah, they've beat. Then they lost to New Jersey and Edmonton. Yeah. Well, Edmonton's good. Edmonton's good. New Jersey's not good. No, New Jersey's not. They got not. blanked by New Jersey. All right. Then they beat Florida 4 nothing, a team that they're competing with in their division. They lose and to they Carolina. have Florida's number. They have Buffalo's number. They have Florida's number. They've beaten both, I think, three times each this year, three or four times each. Mm-hmm. They're, they're raking it. That's where a lot of their points are coming from. True. You know, in the month they of, have a big game. Sal, go ahead. In the month of what? In the month of January. Yeah. Rest of the month, anyway. Schedule as is this: St. Louis, Nashville, home against Philadelphia, home against the Islanders, in Detroit, home versus Chicago, at Pittsburgh, home versus Detroit again, uh, home versus Pittsburgh, and at Tampa Bay. They have a big game with Philly on Saturday. Mm. That's a big game because Philly is in the other division and and fighting for a playoff spot. Sure. You know. And we could be one of the teams as a wild card that could knock the Bruins out of it. So they have a that's a big that's a that's a big game. Yeah, the Islanders are terrible. Eastern Detroit's yeah. terrible. Right. Yeah, Tampa's worse than them technically in the standings. They got tough games against Pittsburgh, tough game against Chicago, and that Philly game is going to be a good game too. I always say when you when you when you don't make the playoffs one year, the next year somebody has got to that that made it the year before has got to be not be in for you to get get back in there. And there's three teams that are in that club right now, you know, the Flyers, the Islanders, and you know, well, three teams: the Islanders, the Red Wings, and Tampa Bay. Yep, those are three teams that made the playoffs last year and, and were good teams and, and aren't aren't playing well this year. Mm-hmm. And Montreal has taken their one of their spots. Montreal's played well, sure. even though they've got injuries now. And the Bruins are in there, so yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it's a long way. We're only in January. And you know you've got three, three about three months. Today's the the uh, well, we got the today's the the tenth. So you know once you get to April, the season ends somewhere around the eighth or ninth of April, I think, doesn't it? Uh, so, April eighth. Eighth, yeah. yeah. So there you go. You got three months right now. Mm-hmm. Three months from now. now She's we'll, Pittsburgh at home. Eighteen two and two. Oof. That's a pretty good home team. That is. You got Pittsburgh twice Defending at home and on the Stanley road. Cup champions, yep. Detroit twice. That Chicago game at home. You know, I see these home games, and you just you think loss automatically if it's a half decent team. Yeah. Even if it isn't. And uh, Chicago is the best team in the West right now by by well not by a lot two points better than Minnesota, but after that it's a pretty sharp drop off. Your Western Conference right now looks like this: There's Chicago and Minnesota at the top. After that, you have San Jose, Anaheim, Edmonton, uh, all hovering around 50 points. And then St. Louis at 47, mm-hmm. Calgary at 46. And then it really drops off after that. You know, I mean, you got your real bad teams, your Colorados and your Arizonas. But, you know, there's only really about five teams, I'd say, that are that are there in the Western Conference that look like they're going to be in it for the long haul. And really, two only two elite teams in the West. But just pay attention to who's top three in divisions. Mm-hmm. Those are the big. Those are those are the keys. Yep. Because that's your in. Then you got to worry about you know the others are wild cards. Yeah. So I mean it does. Just, you don't rank the Edmonton's teams. a playoff team right now. Yep. 
St. Louis is a playoff team. Yep. In the uh, Metropolitan, Washington just uh, well, See, Washington I, I and the think, Rangers have the same amount of points. Yeah, I, I think Chicago is the best team in the West. And Ottawa would just make it in the Atlantic. Yeah, you think Chicago is the best? Yeah, I, I think mean, Chicago is the best. Probably are. You know, they got the best record. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's what's going on. Bruins tonight in St. Louis to visit the Blues, and hopefully these two games go well enough that we're not really seriously talking about Claude Julian. The end, of, Getting gassed. end of the week, yeah. yeah, right, exactly. Being one of the last things we say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, on a Friday, they teams right. like to do that, but no, but you know, if they, no, you if, know what would happen after three o'clock? They'd announce the Claude Julian's fired at three o five. Three o five, right? Exactly. <laughs> after exactly, we wave goodbye, exactly what would happen? That would, that's exactly it. Just to stick it up our, you know, you yeah, know yeah. what? One more time. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's exactly. What's always happen. happens. It really always, does. everything always happens after three p.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only thing that I did that didn't happen after three was the Jamie Collins trade. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Good lord. I know. Six zero three eight eight three ninety nine hundred is the phone number. Eight eight three nine nine zero zero. You can text in at eight four five eight two seven twelve fifty. Alex Spear has a piece up on the Boston Globe called "How Does an Underdog Knock Off a Number One Seed in the Playoffs?" and it begins like this. The Patriots are the best team standing in the AFC with the number one playoff seed to prove it. It's virtually unfathomable. I got it on the first try. Not bad. Unfathomable. I never say that word Unfathomable. It's virtually, I'm not even going to try it again, uh, to view them as anything but a clear favorite to advance to the Super Bowl, particularly given the history of top seeds in the playoffs. Each of the six number one seeds since 2013 has reached the Super Bowl. Since 2000, 17 of the 32 top seeds, 53% have made it. Nonetheless, massive upsets happen. The Patriots experienced that rude awakening in January of 2011 when the Jets came to Gillette and pulled off a startling 28-21 upset. There were a number of things about those Jets that have characterized teams that pulled off upsets of number one seeds. What are some of those hallmarks? And he goes on to list them. Number one, he says, familiarity. Yep. Jets needed little research to become familiar with the Patriots when they played twice that year. Since 2000, the more often that an underdog has faced a top seed, the more frequently they've beaten them. Uh, top seed facing an opponent for the first time in the playoffs is generally 13-3. and three. For an 8-16 percentage, top seed facing an opponent for the second time, 22-8, and 7-33. Top seed facing an opponent for the third time in the playoffs, 4-4. Four and four. Ooh, that's the record. Now, this won't be the third time for No, Houston, it'll be the second time. But it will be the second time. Right. The Patriots' risk factor, Spears says, is moderate. The Patriots shut out the Texans 27 to nothing in Week 3 during Brady's absence and beat a Steelers team that didn't have Roethlisberger in Week 7. They haven't faced the Chiefs. Uh, stout defense is another thing. Of the 15 teams to topple top seeds, 11 featured a defense that ranked among the top six in the NFL in points allowed. The 2010 Jets ranked six, two spots better than the Patriots. Four teams with a top six offense pulled off upsets, but it's worth noting that every one of those also featured a top six defense. Spear assesses the Patriots' risk factor to be moderate. The Chiefs were seventh in points allowed, the Steelers ranked 10th, and the Texans were 11th. Those are two of the common general themes that appear when researching the teams that upset top seeds. Within the games, there are likewise frequent occurrences that resulted in the derailment of a number one seed. Among them turnovers at the MIT Sloan Sports Analytics Conference last March. Nick Casario reflected on his team's playoff run in 2016, distilling the formula, 
We found that if we don't turn the ball over, we're going to have a 90% chance of winning, he said. Yeah, anybody in the NFL. Yeah. You know, you don't turn the ball over, you do well. Now, the familiarity factor, mm. you add to that, you, you played them, this will be the second time you played them, but you've got an entire coaching staff that knows this team or knows these other coaches pretty well. Right. Because not only do you have the head coach and the defensive coordinator, you get the special teams coordinator. Yep. Who's not doing that great of a job, evidently. They're not using the special teams aren't that good. You know, Larry Izzo. Right. And um I remember talking to Izzo when he was That's uh, because he's just trying to teach everybody how to long snap. That's yeah, all I know how to do. I remember when I was uh, talking to Izzo. Coach, I'm a gunner. The... No, just snap the ball. Jeez, uh, I'm telling you. Uh and uh Vrabel? And Vrabel. Yeah. You know? So I mean you got people. I mean, they haven't there. been in New England in a long time, but yeah. Yeah, but you got people there that know what you know what what this team likes to do. There's familiarity there. For sure, sure, there is. You kidding me? You got the guy that coached Brady. Mm -hmm. You got the defensive coordinator who is the defensive guy here. You know whose defenses went against Brady in practice all the time. Right. You know. It's 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 uncanny. It Since really is. Two thousand teams with, who win the turnover battle in the playoffs. Have a record of 122 wins and 30 losses. Since I'm surprised the year there's 30. I'm surprised it's not like 13. Very, of, very rare. Surprised yeah. there's 30 losses. Mm -hmm. You know, and let's face it, Brady doesn't turn the ball over. Osweiler does. Case closed. True. Uh, nine of the 15 upsets featured the winning team out sacking the losers. The 2010 Jets sacked Brady five times, while New England never sacked Mark Sanchez in 2010. Mm -hmm. The 2011 Giants outsacked the Packers 4-1 to in their upset win, and on their way to the Super Bowl upset of New England. Donovan McNabb and the Eagles saw back-to-back -back seasons when they were the NFC's top seed reached dead ends because of the pass rushes from Tampa and the Panthers. Mm -hmm. And of the 15 top seeds to lose in conference play, 10 allowed 24 or more points. Since 2000, top seeds that got knocked off have given up an average of 27 points in their playoff losses. So there you go. Not going to happen. The common and unsurprising, this according to Alex Spear, the common and unsurprising theme that emerges from the losses by top seeds, failures of execution represent the greatest threat to the team's Super Bowl quest. Top seeds rarely lose in the playoffs if they protect the ball and their quarterbacks while avoiding critical special team failures. <laughs> Easier said than <laughs> done, of course. Any team, any team is like that. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the whole that's the whole bit. You know, it's it's that that's the way it is. You take care of the football and you let your talent do the job. Yeah. You know? And it just it works out. And you, you protect your quarterback, you take care of the ball. Chances are if you if you if you if you take care of if the offensive line is is playing well, you don't have to worry a lot about losing the football because your quarterback's not going to get strip-sacked. He's not going to be under duress. Most of the time, quarterbacks throw interceptions when they're under duress. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd say 70% right. of the time. Now, in that Jets game back in 2010, Brady threw a couple of picks because he didn't see what was – that they had confused him, you know? Not, that, was, that was seven years ago. Not easy to confuse the guy now. Yeah. You know, even, even harder now. And that's the craziest part of all this, I think. And Cornell ought to be able to try it. You, you think know? he should, yeah. Yeah. But in 15 or 17 years, with yeah. few exceptions. Right. 
It's been the same quarterback and the same head coach, and the rest of the league has just no idea. No idea. None. No idea what to do. None. To keep it fresh like that for 17 years, keep people guessing, keeping people on their toes like that, with the same quarterback and the same head coach yep. all that time, that's amazing. It is. It really is. Uh, we got to take a break. We'll come back, talk to Jimmy Murphy, and get you a Can I Finish. That's next here on Christian and King. Give these guys a call at 603-883-9900. It's ESPN New Hampshire. The Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month is brought to you by Apple Therapy. Visit AppleTherapy.com. This is Laura Remillard with ESPN New Hampshire Student Athlete of the Month of November with Gabrielle Masseur from Nashua North. How are you? Thank you so much. You broke Nashua North's high school across goal record as a junior. So that was obviously a really special game. We were playing against Merrimack. Definitely a really great game and it was really exciting, but I couldn't have done it without my teammates helping me out and getting the ball and feeding it to me and their support and my coach's support. What's your favorite thing about playing lacrosse? So I love getting the ball and transitioning it from whether it be defense to offense, getting it from the draw and just like sprinting down as fast as I can, getting it to my team. I really like the teamwork and effort. On here I'm seeing some volunteer work at the Nashua Soup Kitchen. Yep, I'm involved a lot in like within my school and like sports in my community. Nashua Soup Kitchen's one. I'm also vice president of National Honor Society. I'm a leader in a tiny Connections. I'm a leader in Team Titan. I'm actually the secretary of the class of 2017. And where are you looking at going to school, Gabby? I'm actually committed to play um, lacrosse at UNH. What is your inspiration to go above and beyond? My parents have always been there to support me and to believe in me, and I think that has really helped me become like the athlete I am and always reach for the stars and to go with all my heart, push to be the athlete and the person I am. So they definitely inspire me so much. That was Gabrielle Masseur from Nashua North, Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month. Nominate your son or daughter. Sign up now at ESPNNHradio.com. With six New Hampshire locations, Apple Therapy's comprehensive orthopedic rehabilitation clinics offer convenient access to a wide variety of services. Apple Therapy uses the latest technology and treatment techniques such as trigger point dry needling, active release techniques, running gate video analysis, and Graston technique. Plus, they are networked to most providers and all insurance companies. Apple Therapy is located in Amherst, Bedford, Manchester, Nashua, Londonderry, and Executive Health Club. For more information and access to their video library, visit AppleTherapy.com. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. We just bought a fixer-upper, and I don't know where to begin. So I went to see Paul at our neighborhood Ace. I told Nate we have everything he needs to help him repair their home, from a wide selection of paint colors, craftsman tools, and the best lawn and garden brands. Ace is the place with exactly what you need, starting with help. Ace Hardware now is a brand new store in Nashua on Pearl Street downtown. That's right, a brand new Ace Hardware store in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. Nashua Ace Hardware is a division of Nashua Wallpaper. Every big sports moment can be heard right here on ESPN New Hampshire. Classic a shot down in front, picked up by Crosby, lobbed down the ice, and the Pittsburgh Penguins have won the Stanley Cup. Flips to take it, three for the win, it's good! It's the three to win the National Championship! Steps back, puts up a three, won't go, final seconds, it's over, it's over! Cleveland is a city of champions, the Cavaliers are NBA champions! We've got it all here, this is ESPN New Hampshire. This is boot camp. This is the real thing now. You've never done anything so hard in your life. You don't understand how you can finish. It takes inner strength and desire to become a Marine. When I, I finished, I was like, I did it. The moment I will never forget is when this drill instructor that I admire so much comes up to me and said, Good morning, Marine. PFC Summer Volkman became a Marine. Can you? Visit Marines.com or call 1-800-MARINES. 
You're listening to Christian and King. Stay tuned for The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy, only here on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. Christian and King, ESPN New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPNNH.com, also streaming live on the TuneIn app. We're joined here by the great James Jimmy Murphy, as you may know. <laughs> James Jimmy in quotes, Murphy. What's up, Murphy? Jimmy James, like the Beastie Boys. Jimmy James. There you go. What's the word? The word is the, what, what would this be? The third to last show. Yeah. Restaurant as we count down here. Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Tuesday, you're done Thursday. Tomorrow would be Thursday. the penultimate. Yep. I always remember that word because I got it wrong. Uh, I, I got it wrong in my SATs. The, I don't really? remember the word. I remember the smell, the stuff that's in that little <laughs> box next to me. Oh my god! Ten ultimate means second hey, to last. God bless yeah. California burritos. Big thanks to them. Those are on the house. down the street. Uh, yeah, yeah. Really? They, they, I was talking to them. Told them this was it for the stretch run. They said, "Well, this is on us." That was nice of them. Yeah, that's not bad. Very nice. Let's go. I go down there yeah, after yeah, the show. Go down there. <laughs> oh, really? Free tacos. Who do we talk to yeah. over there? Uh, Raul. Raul. <laughs> Raul. Raul. Or, or, or Christy. Amigo. <laughs> What's up? Hey. I've never been in here before, but I uh, love, love your burrito. It is Raul. <laughs> Uh, we got a lot of college hockey to kick things off because we are giving away today some uh, tickets to Frozen Fenway on oh, Saturday, cool. where UNH will uh, play Northeastern Saturday night at 730 Fenway Park. Uh, we got Dick Millie, the head coach of UNH, coming on, and Bob Snow to talk some college hockey. And then we are going to welcome in Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports and the shutdown corner, talk some NFL and Patriots, break down the playoffs. You guys, uh, you got your picks ready for that or what? Just are you, about. Are you, are you guys just not doing that? We'll do them on Friday. We'll do yeah. them on Friday. Maybe the last thing we do. Because yeah. it is the National Football League. Yeah. Playoffs. Got to do it. Uh, That's what sort of kills me the most about all this and the timing and how it's all working out. Yeah, the Patriots not, are yeah. probably going to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, we're, we're not, not going to be yeah. talking I know. about it. That yeah. sucks. That that sucks. I wish that worked out. So no way. Radio Row for us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like all those past years where we didn't go to Radio Row. It'd be just like that. So yeah, we've got Eric at home. Uh, we'll play a little Belichick clips from today. Uh, Andy Strickland from Fox Sports St. Louis will join us to talk some blues as the Bruins mm-hmm. and Blues do battle there tonight. And uh, Ty Anderson of WEI will give the Bruins perspective. So that is the stretch run today. Very good. That's all coming up next here with Murphy and Sully. Right now it's time for Can I Finish? Here it is. Can I Finish? 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 Please, can I Finish? I can't answer your question unless you let me finish. Hold it there, cracker boy. I'm not finished. Well, something weird happened yesterday, and I need to double-check, actually, and make sure this hasn't been uh, corrected yet. I don't think that it has. Okay. David Ortiz tweeted out something very uh, mysterious. Uh Uh-oh. And it's still up there. It's been up there for roughly 18 hours now. All he tweeted was, at Boston Globe. As in the, you know, the right. uh, at sign Boston Globe. Right, right, right. No follow-up, no, hey, Boston Globe, I really like the movie Spotlight, and I wanted to commend you and your reporters. No, uh, at Boston Globe, I'm coming back for another season. No, at Boston Globe, I, uh, you know, am going to Soul Cycle tonight. I mean, there's nothing. There was no follow-up message. Nothing. There was nothing else there. It was just at Boston Globe. And it sent people into a crazy <laughs> Oh, good Lord. Frenzy. They all think he's coming back? Oh, well, please. people don't know what to think. Oh, good. It has been 
It has been tweeted, retweeted 1,400 times. It's been like 2,200 times. At Boston World. And it's still up. It's been up for 18 hours, and Ortiz has not edited it. He's not taken it down. He's not followed up on it. He's not done anything. At Boston Globe. That's it, and that's all it is. What do you think it means? Uh, I think it means he didn't get his paper on Sunday. Could be. You know? <laughs> it could be a pocket tweet. Is it tweet. a storm? It could be a pocket tweet. You know? You think David Ortiz still subscribes to the old pay, gets the paper delivered to his... Who knows? Well, I'm yeah, asking, yeah. do you think? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah exactly. He I would think his, he probably doesn't. He didn't get his paper <laughs> delivered on <laughs> Sunday they had problems because of the weather. But he then you say, at Boston Globe, didn't get my paper, not just at Boston Globe. Like, they're putting up the bat signal. Like, they yeah. want the Boston Globe to come. I don't know. I don't know Cold. what to do. They had, a, had, they had an understanding. It could be. Yeah, is, it, is anyone confirmed that he's, like, alive or not hurt? Like, he, would, he could have been typing the tweet and gotten an accident? I, mean, I suppose. I suppose that, Derek, that like, his last tweet? I think, he's out, I think he's out with Derek That's Rose right now. the last tweet he's made, yeah. Well, we might want to... We want to check in on Poppy. Search here. party on Poppy. Yeah. No, first we got to deal with Rose. You know, maybe he's with Rose. He could be. You know, Which him and Derek Rose. Derek Rose just vanished. Now. He didn't Derek show Rose up last yesterday. Oh, he's still missing. No, they know he's where he Chicago, is. He's in Chicago. He's in Chicago. His kid. But no, now yeah. they said he's back in New oh, York. They, New saw York. Him, uh, they saw him. at the <laughs> practice. Saw him at the shootout or practice today. Yeah, that's good. Glad, glad he could show up, Derek. Yeah, things are going well for the Knicks right yeah, now. Yeah, right. They got two guys ejected from the game. Phil Jackson refused to talk to reporters yesterday. And Derrick Rose just waltzing on back in like everything's fine. What a disaster. What an ass-bag team you got there, Tom. God, do they suck. And I told you they were going to suck when they they started doing this. When they traded for Rose and they signed Noah, I said those are two bad moves. And you said, no, they're going to be good. Well, it's better than what they had before. Not really, no. Not really. Not really at all. They got Brandon Jennings. uh, Oh, good Lord. What do you got for a can I finish? That's mine. David Ortiz, what do you mean? What are you trying to tell us, David? What are you trying to tell the Boston Globe? That's what we'd like to know. Well, Aaron Hernandez, a little excitement with Hernandez, huh, yesterday? No, you know, he wasn't involved in the prison riot. Which is the Shirley. upset of 2017. Yes, and I don't know if that's going to be overtaken. The fact that Aaron Hernandez did not have anything to do with that prison riot in <laughs> Shirley yesterday is the biggest upset I've ever heard it in my was life. It unbelievable. They had all sorts of problems. They had two fights, and then the prisoners, about 50 of them, decide they don't want to go back to their cells. Yeah. So they, they, Which is not an option I didn't. I thought was on the table when you're in prison. Well, I thought you just had to go it, back to the cell. That's it, like an important part of the prison experience. It, it wasn't an option the after they used the tear gas right. or whatever chemical, quote-unquote chemical agent they used. But Hernandez was, was probably in his cell trying to figure out a way to get rid of all his tattoos. Mm. Because a judge has ruled in his case yeah. that the tattoos... Commemorating used, the double murder. Right. Can be used... As evidence of his guilt. Right. And, you know, it was a little on the nose when he got the tattoo that says, I, Aaron Hernandez, of sound, mind, and body, murdered these two yes. men in front of the uh, Royal Nightclub on December 5th, 19, or 2012, or whatever it was. I thought that was a little on the nose. A little bit. You know, maybe it was. Uh, you didn't have to incriminate yourself quite that, that thoroughly. That plus the tattoo, the tattoo of the gun that was right underneath it. Right, yes. You know, I the used smoke, the gun that the was the same model as this it. one. Right. Yeah. Uh, I then took the car to a flop house out in Franklin, <laughs> parked it in the garage, and it collected dust there for quite some time until I murdered somebody else. This was a really long tattoo. Yeah, no, it took exactly. up the whole back. Like, I mean, it was well, just not only that, it's got a tattoo of the, right. bill of the flop house. There's a tattoo yeah. of the flop house on it. There's a little map. Yeah. <laughs> this is where we went. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Does he have yeah. kids? Hernandez, yes, he yes, has a he baby, does. Yeah, baby, he's got girl. a baby girl. Have they yeah. tattooed the kids yet for 
See the see my kids for the continuation of yeah, my right. story. Seriously. <laughs> Uh, that's uh, that's a fr- I don't know I mean it, it, like in ga- with gangs I think that's like a thing that's common they get tattoos when they they're not kill that somebody or whatever though. but they don't write yeah. I you know yeah, whatever I did, it. You know, I did it but they might as well they might know? as well you, you know? know so there you go you know lots of lots of things going on but Aaron Hernandez and Shirley not you know it's people in Shirley are probably getting a little nervous right now. I would think you know what do you think 50, those correctional officers fifty prisoners Shirley you, you know? can't be serious uh, don't call boom, me Shirley boom 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 <laughs> They got you know? 50, and that's the thing, 50 of them. 50 all you got to do is get 50 of them to think the same thing. Yeah, exactly. And all of a sudden, those corrections officers are overwhelmed. And then all you have to do is get another 50 to think the same thing. Yeah. That's why they had to go to the, the chemical stuff. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. You know, so not good. No, not great, no, Bob. Not, not great, yeah, you Bob You live near that prison? You're looking to sell right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we already Before. got guys jumping out of the prison in Rhode Island and... Oh. Hightailing it up to Somerville. Boy, I'll tell they you. They caught him, but man, yeah. Too much. That's our show. Stay tuned. Jimmy Murphy and the Stretch Run coming your way next, taking you up until 6 p.m. For Tom King, I'm Christian Arkan. Have a great rest of your day, folks. Goodbye. Downtown Manchester. The former Ted Hebert's building at 922 Elm Street is ready to house your business. With over 28,000 square feet available, the time is right for your business to maximize this rare opportunity. Again, there is now office space available at 922 Elm Street, the old Ted Hebert's building, but it won't last long. Contact Tom Finney at 603-647-6800 or visit loopnet.com. In southern New Hampshire, there's only one choice when it comes to the best in orthopedic care. New Hampshire Orthopedic Center has been providing award-winning treatment for all orthopedic conditions for over 40 years. Chances are one of our physicians has helped someone you know get back in motion. Voted best orthopedic office by union leader three years running. Voted top doctors 30 times by peers in New Hampshire magazine. Tell your primary care physician you'd like to see a specialist at New Hampshire Orthopedic Center. We keep bodies in motion. Visit NHOC.com for more information. New York peace of mind. Let's discuss a little bit of the Derek Rose trade. I think he needed to start fresh. I think New York is the perfect place for him. He loves being in a city. He loves being under the bright lights. I think him, Mello, and Porzingis is an interesting, you it's know, interesting. it's a curious how everybody melts yeah. together. He has been a league average point guard, but as we were touching on already, is significantly better than what the Knicks had. Starting now, the Knicks are in a much better place than they were three days ago. Every Saturday from 2 to 4, here on ESPN New Hampshire. Hi everyone, I'm Mark Rosenthal. Here's my forecast for today. Gray skies are in. There could be a period of snow this afternoon.